Hello and welcome to Breed Motherhood and All It Entails. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and today we're going to be talking about some of the most common things that people wish they knew at the present time and in the immediate and soon following aftermath of losing a child that they discover months, sometimes years later, and things that we wish that the rest of society also understood about us and our grief and its journey. So today we're talking about some of the common things that we wish we would have understood um, that at the time and in the immediate aftermath, the first year aftermath of losing a child that we wish we would have known and things that we just wish that others would understand about losing a child. And so this information was taken from a poll that they did of people who had, whose children had been passed for three plus years. And these were the most common things. And number one was just understanding that we're always going to remember our children. And with that, our children are always with us. Um, and so understanding that in the immediate aftermath of losing a child, I know that the loss is substantial. It's great. It's undescribable. Um, but our children will always be with us. We're always going to want to share our children. They're always part of our story. They're always part of our family. And regardless with how much time goes by, that's never going to cease to be true. And so I know for myself and for many others, there's often the fear of like, I don't, as this day gets further and further away from the last day that I was able to see my baby, you know, will I forget things or will they be like, less a part of my family than potentially living children or other family members? And the answer is no, they're always going to be just as much your child. They're going to be on your mind. They're going to be part of your story just as much as any other person in your family is a part of your story. And so just knowing that they're always going to be with you, that's okay. That's not something you're going to have to work to do to remember them. They're always going to be there. And for others to understand that, like this person is forever your child. And that doesn't, cease to be true when they pass away. And so they're always going to be a part of your family. They're always going to be a part of your story and they're always going to be with you. That means that there's oftentimes going to be pictures on the wall when they, when you walk into our homes, right? And that's okay to have pictures on the wall to proudly show off our children. We never need to feel ashamed of that because of the fear of what others may think because they're a part of us. They're part of our story. They're part of our family. And so we have that freedom. We have the freedom to talk about our children, to honestly answer the question, how many kids do you have? You know, we don't have to give all the details. We don't have to explain that that our child is no longer walking planet earth, but we have the freedom that if we choose to respond honestly, that we can do that. And we don't need to worry about what others think or what their expectations or what their opinions are on the matter. Because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. They're part of our family. They're part of our story just as much as anyone else. And to be okay with that and others, um, it would be nice if they would just understand that and accept that, you know, this isn't going to be an elephant in the room topic. This isn't going to be something that we just avoid or we don't talk about or we pretend doesn't exist or maybe the adults know it's, 
you know, real, but we pretend that it's not real, like other children or this and that. Like, no, they're, they're always going to be remembered. They're always going to be a part of us and nothing can ever change that. And having that permission and that freedom can be so empowering and freeing as the brief parent. And so this is other brief parents permission to you to just know, yes, your baby always gets to be remembered and it's always gets to be a part of you. And then we have to accept that we can't fix ourselves. Yes, with time, things will get better. We will grow and to the loss that we've suffered, we will, the new normal will become our, our normal, you know, and we'll learn how to better carry our grief and our weight, how to better handle it. The triggers will become less frequent, less often. The reactions will become less severe, but it's always there. It's always there and there's nothing that anyone can do to fix it unless they have the power to raise the dead. So unless somebody has that superhuman power, then they can't make it better. Distracting you doesn't make you better. Um, pretending it doesn't happen. It doesn't make it better. Um, saying silly statements such as, you know, it wasn't our time or heaven needed another angel more or anything anything like that or oh well, at least you have other children or whatever the you know cliche statement is understand that it's not helpful it's not going to fix us and honestly it's not even true so don't even try don't try to make us better don't try to fix us and likewise we can't try to fix ourselves regardless of how much money you spend regardless of how much you drink how many drugs you take how much you stay in bed and sleep regardless of any of that, you will never be able to just fix yourself. The best thing you can do for yourself is to just allow yourself to grieve, allow yourself to feel the feelings, to work through that and to get to a place where you're in a healthy state of grieving, where you're grieving, where your grief has come kind of full circle in a healthy way. You will always grieve. Um, you will, again, you'll always be broken. You'll never be fixed. But the real you, the true you, your personality, it's going to come back. You know, you're not going to just completely lose yourself. Yes, you'll be different than the person pre-you. In some areas, you may be vastly different. But the real you, your personality, that's still underneath this all. And eventually it will begin to resurface and it may reform in some ways or another. Um, you know, it, it definitely changes you. And, and that's okay. You know, I think for myself... I used to be much more kind of like things orientated, like, oh, that was so-and-so, so I'm going to keep it because it's a keepsake, it's special. And now I'm like, you know what? Things can be replaced at the end of the day. What can't be replaced are the people that I truly care about, the people I truly love. You know, that's what's important. That's what I'm going to be invested in rather than more of the trivial things that don't ultimately matter. When somebody goes through something really hard, I have immense, immense empathy and sympathy for them. It weighs me down. It physically makes me not feel good, you know, feel ill. And I just want to be there. I want to help them. Um, whereas, you know, when other things happen, it can be unfortunate, but I can kind of be like, well, you know what? It could be a whole lot worse. So I don't have then a lot of sympathy for some of those other type of things. Um, my husband, for example, he used to be a completely unsentimental person, like didn't believe in sentimentality, none of it. And after losing our son, he's become very sentimental where there'll be like, honestly, silly things that should be thrown away or purge and he'll want to hold on to it because of its sentimental value to him. And so, you know, it's kind of affected us differently and, 
um, in that regard, but it has in that regard really changed us into not how we were prior. Um, but you know, we're still, we're still the same us just with some differences, with some changes. And it's just kind of embracing that new normal, that new you, but the, the old you is still there and it will merge with the new you and um you'll feel like you find yourself and yet you've grown a lot and in some areas you may be a really different person and knowing that that's okay that's part of it you know as we go through experiences in life we grow we change right like we hope that the 16 year old that we were in high school is not the same person we are when we're 30 and hopefully the 30 year old is not the same person we are when we're 50 and so on and so forth and just and that just happens with life experiences and you know we've been put in the fire and just like iron we're gonna stay us like iron stays iron in the fire but it can be reshaped it can be remolded and it can look a lot different but at its core it's still the same and i feel like that's us you know we're still the same us but we may look different especially to some people um and and that's okay it's just part of part of this process and we just kind of have to accept that um and likewise others have to accept that about us as well i need to understand that another common thing was to understand that two days a year are usually really hard dates and that is birth dates and death dates you know the day that your baby is born the day your child is born that's a huge day that's a day of great significance but there's also the day that they pass. And for many of us, it may be the same day, but for others, it's going to be a different day. Um, and so I know for stillbirth, some people consider the death date and the birth date to be the same. For other people, they actually consider it to be the day that their heart stopped and the birth date, the day they were actually born. Um, obviously, if your baby was born breathing, then, you know, that's their birth date. And then the day they quit breathing is, you know, there is their death date. And both of those days, there's going to be a lot of emotions. It's going to be hard. And to just know that going into it, give yourself so, so, so much grace and plan whatever you need for those days. If it's like, you know what? I want to throw the big birthday party. I want to go all out. Then do it. Don't worry what other people think. You know, and likewise, if you're the other people, accept it. Realize, hey, you know what? This is this person's child and they can celebrate their birthday however however they choose. Just like with your living children, you celebrate their birthday however you choose. You know, your a day doesn't quit being your birthday just because you're no longer here on earth. Just because I quit breathing doesn't mean that January 26th isn't my birthday. It's still the day I was born you know, regardless of how long I live. And so we can do whatever we want on that day. And the same is true with, you know, the date of someone's passing. Maybe that's the day you stay in. Maybe it's the day you go and you get a massage and you get some pampering treatment. Um, maybe you watch sad movies and eat a tub of ice cream and cry. I mean, whatever it is, you have to handle it in the way that works best for you. And that can change as time goes on when you're to another year the needs may be different and again that's okay and for those support people around you know they should anticipate like okay these are going to be hard days and asking hey can i do anything to support you just sending a text a reminder you know you're in my thoughts you're in my prayers wishing your child their child a happy birthday right all those are great things and those are things too that we can kind of prep family and friends that are close to us with you know hey these are the kinds of things that we would really appreciate on these days and these are the things that 
you know, we wouldn't appreciate these, these things wouldn't be helpful. So maybe more stick with what would be helpful in this category. And that can help people to kind of guide them because everyone's response to this is different. It's a personal choice. And so it can be hard to kind of predict what would or wouldn't be helpful. So sometimes if we just can, um, help kind of lead our support world in the right direction that can be really helpful for us too because then hopefully we'll be supported in the way that we need to be and want to be um but also understanding that like our friends and family can't read our mind and they might not necessarily know what would be best and maybe what they think would be best wouldn't be and again it can change from year to year so just those open doors of communication give yourself a lot of grace and understand that's a very normal normal response and there might be other dates or events that are really hard and you know understanding that maybe christmas is just always a really really hard date maybe new year's is always really hard you know whatever it may be and just you'll begin to learn those difficult dates those triggers and you'll have to give yourself just a lot of grace and do whatever it is you need to do um to help yourself through that you know and i think likewise if you have close friends and family you can let them know that yeah this this is really hard you know it's going to be really hard for a long time or it might be really hard for forever and that's okay. And that's something that they have to accept and understand. And so if it makes things look a little different, you know, that's okay. It's, it, it is the way it is. And people have to be respectful, respectful of that. And so that is an important point and reminder for all of us is just that grace. Um, I think along with that, there can be big milestones in life. Maybe it's the year your child would graduate from high school or the year they would get their driver's license, or maybe you're going to a wedding and you see that mother son dance or that father daughter dance, and it just breaks your heart in two and knowing that that's okay. You know, that those things are really, really hard, even if it would be years before your own child would be saying I do or before they would be graduating high school or getting a driver's license or anything like that. Just understanding that, yeah, these are hard things because they're in our face what we're going to miss. And they're those big, big life moments that you kind of dream of experiencing yourself. And then as a parent, you dream as experiencing it through your child again and watching your child achieve these goals. And so again, just recognizing that it's okay that some of these things can be really hard and can be really triggering, but you know, that's okay. And so I think that giving yourself lots and lots of grace, having other people be gracious to you as well. That's all so important to make these things the easiest and to give you the most support that you possibly could need. And then I think it's important to realize that there's going to be times that you're going to struggle with happiness, just day-to-day happiness. You know, you might be so thankful and so happy, but yet so sad and so much like, you know, I'd, I'd throw it all away if I could just have my child back. And to recognize that those are normal feelings and it's because of the great immense love that we have for our child and that that trumps everything else. It trumps the amazing promotion or pay raise or the brand new house, you know, whatever it is. It, it trumps all of that. And so even these happy events in your life, like, oh, wow, I get to move into this amazing home or I get the job of my dreams or I get to go on this great vacation, that there's sadness that I don't get in to move into that house with my child. My child doesn't get to experience this vacation with me. With all the extra money I'm making, I would want to, you know, spend it on my child in this way or that. And and so recognizing that, you know, there's a struggle, struggle to be happy, even in these big events where the world might think, you know, well, you should be so happy. But everything is a balance. Everything's a give and take. And and it's okay to have dual feelings exist where you are really excited 
about the new house, but at the same time, so sad that you don't get to decorate your child's room in it. And I think for other people around us to be sensitive to that and to understand that and to think about everything of like, there's a domino effect, there's other things going on here. And to just make that a point of, of recognizing and um, realizing that, acknowledging it, again, never never allowing our loss to be that elephant in the room, whether it's us that's creating it or whether it's those around us, you know, just having that honesty. And if somebody doesn't get it, you know, feeling the comfort level to explain, hey, yeah, but it's also really hard because of X, Y, and Z. And so I feel like I kind of have to fight to stay happy and to be appreciative of these things. And but that's very, very very normal it can it can be hard to stay in in the present when so much is is missing um, when the present should look so different Um, and I think another really important thing that people talked about was accepting the fact that our loss as bereaved moms and dads will make um, you uncomfortable you know, it's uncomfortable to lose your child. It puts you in really uncomfortable situations and places and it makes other people uncomfortable as well. And my thing is to never really worry about other people. You know, if they're uncomfortable for a few minutes, well, whatever, like we have to live with this day in and day out. How uncomfortable does it make us? But to just know that that is normal because the loss is so unnormal. It's so unnatural. It's one of those things that so many people won't even imagine happening to them because it's just like, no, that, that can't happen or that just won't happen to me. And it's just this denial because it is so horrific and horrible. They don't even want to think it's possible. And maybe they've really convinced themselves that for whatever reason, it won't happen to them whatever the reason may be, it's going to make people uncomfortable. You know, it's a nightmare like situation. Um, and I think we have to kind of understand that. So when people respond awkwardly and uncomfortably, it doesn't shock us and we can kind of be prepared for it. And then, you know, we can kind of learn how much information we want to give, how we want to answer certain questions. But at the end of the day, do whatever feels right in your spirit and your soul and your conscience, where when you walk away at that, you can sleep well at night knowing that you did what was best for your mental health, for your child, and all of that. And that if you really want to share them, share them. You don't have to always share that they passed on. You know, you can share our children without adding that piece of information. You know, sometimes you can add it too, but that doesn't mean you have to give a lot of detail. You can phrase it however you want to. And as you do that more and more, you just kind of get used to people's awkwardness and it doesn't really affect you or bother you as much um, as it might have at the beginning. And I think understanding that, accepting that and and being okay with that is, is important. And likewise, I think other people need to realize, you know, is uncomfortable or as it might make me feel as awkward as I might think it is, how much more horrible is it for the mom and dad? Like for me, it might affect me for a few minutes and then my life goes on as normal for the, for the bereaved family. It's forever changed their life. It's forever altered, you know, everything about their worlds. And so making it about them and not about, and not about you, because you're not the one that experienced the loss, the bereaved parent is. And I think keeping that priority straight is really, really important that it's about the parents because it's their child and it's affected them. It's not about you. Um, regardless of how close you are to the mom and dad, yes, it may affect you more so than, you know, the stranger on the street, but at the end of the day, most people's life in this goes back to normal. 
um, or relatively normal compared to, to the parents. And so just understanding that and realizing that, and I think as bereaved parents, it's okay to point that out, you know, especially if it's a close friend, family member, and they're just being super weird and awkward about it, you know, to kind of put them in their place and be like, Hey, you know, you're being really selfish, making this all about you. I'm the bereaved parent, so it should be my wishes. And and it's not about you. It's actually about my child, me, my family. So quit making it about you. Um, and sometimes, you know, we have to have those hard conversations. And so having the courage to have them dealing with it head on, it's always better than just trying to sweep that under the rug. Because usually in those cases, you know, they're still going to continue to be uncomfortable about it and hurt you. Um, and then with the strangers on the street, you know, just kind of preparing yourself for that. So it doesn't surprise you, um, learning like how you want to handle that so that you're not triggered or upset. Um, and everybody's going to be different and maybe day to day, it's going to be different and just knowing that that's okay. Um, but that can be very helpful. And, you know, sometimes there'll be somebody that's super sympathetic or somebody that also shares their loss. You know, I was in church uh, two weeks ago, almost now. And my husband, you know, shared that we did have another son. And then it came out that her oldest daughter had passed away as a child. And she was talking about how her daughter was still very much a part of their family and this and that. And it was like this random person at church, never met before. And here we have this thing in common. And, you know, she was so kind and understanding. And, you know, we just talked a lot about our children that were, you know, in heaven now. And so, you never know, you know, who might even be able to relate, who might be in your same shoes or have been in your same shoes, who has a friend or a family member in those shoes. Um, so it can be kind of nice to share, um, but you do have to be prepared for the uncomfortable awkwardness that people provide. And then the last thing I think is to understand we have all these outcomes. We suffer because of this. We mourn because of this. This is such a hard and unbearable loss because of our love for our children. We love our children so much that we grieve them so greatly. And that's all grief is. Grief is love. It is deep, deep love. The more you love somebody, the deeper you're going to grieve. And that's why it lasts forever is that your love never runs out. It's always there. So you're always going to grieve. You know, there's a famous quote that's grief is love with nowhere to go and to some i to some extent i totally agree with that like you don't have your child here in the physical form to love on and care for so you grieve that um and i just think that that is so powerful and impactful and obviously we know from studies that grief is worse when it's unexpected when it's unnatural and there's nothing more unnatural or unexpected than a parent having to bury their child and so i think those are all just really important things to remember to understand at the end of the day we feel this and we're going through this because of our love and it shows our care for our dear dear children and that's just really really important and it's also really special because it just shows how deep and special that parent child bond is so that's my encouragement to you. I hope you know how loved you are, how you're always on my heart, you're in my prayers, and I can't thank you enough for being here with us this week. If you enjoyed the podcast, give us a review, rate the show, and we drop new episodes every Friday, 3 a.m. Eastern Time, 12 a.m. Pacific Time. We can't wait to be back again with you next week. If you have any questions, if you want to connect, if you want to share your story on the podcast, or if you have topics that you want to hear discussed, please email us at maverickjohnconnis at gmail.com and we look forward to being with you again next week again thank you so much for your time and we really hope this brought you some encouragement um, and some educational value along the way as well